Good morning, good people of Europe. So in today's episode, we're gonna cover side hustles. Um, we're gonna dive into what side hustles actually are. Like, you know, how far does it go? Is it literally just, you know, you walking around newspapers, delivering them and that's it? Or like, what is the extent of the crazy world of side hustles? Um, and we're gonna cover like, what do we do ourselves personally? So, you know, what kind of things does a 35-year-old IT consultant go for? What does the mid-aged me and Armita, the young challenger of this world, like how do we divide those things out? And yeah, well, we obviously throw our personal examples in there and really hope this all can offer some value to, to you. So anyway, sit back, sit back, relax, and enjoy the awesome show. <laughs> Welcome to the Financial Independence Europe podcast, where we interview people from all 44 European countries, all of them, about optimizing your life, geo-arbitrage, and making the most of your money. This was your hosts, Alvar, Erminta, and Matthias. Welcome to this episode, another episode on Friday. And today we have, or we're talking about a very important topic it's called side hustling yeah you may be wondering why we're talking about side hustling uh, the reason is pretty obvious you need more cash flow either you need it for to get a bigger or higher net worth faster or you want to get passive income so that's the main reason we talk about it and everyone uh, or every listener out there should try out different things for side hustling or you Maybe you also um, you already side hustling, so please um, leave a comment in the show notes and tell us what your side hustle is, because maybe we want to copy copy your strategy or we find it cool. And yes, so that's it. But in the end, you're not getting more cash flow and higher net worth. You also learn many skills you can also apply in your main job, and you maybe impress your boss and you get a higher salary there. So some side effect uh, involved. Then another reason is, for example, if your job is Boring. And I know a couple of people who are maybe only working like two hours a day and they also do some other side hustling during their work time. And or if your job is just boring, you still have something to look forward to because you can uh, learn um, or you can build some relationships to really cool and nice bunch of people and partners and do some business development. I think you can just increase your network and that's why we have to talk about it today. So, boom. And I would like to start with Alva because Alva is um, because Alva is the queen of side hustling. And then <laughs> afterwards, we want to talk um, with Araminta, and in the end, with me. Araminta, of course, is the king of side hustling. And uh, yeah, so Alva, please, what are you doing on the side? Awesome. And by the way, the queen part reference to my last name, which means well lady in German and in Dutch Damon. Anyway, so side hustling, what I find really cool on that is also something Matthias mentioned, like this funny little thing. If you actually work your eight hours and you do a bit of side hustling in between or in your break or just you know something in your downtime at work, that's also one of the coolest things where you can actually side hustle and earn your normal wage plus the side hustle wage on top. But yeah, for me, side hustling has always been like kind of a thing that's been there for like the last eight, nine years while I was a student, while I was working, while I was traveling. It was always this nice little extra amount coming in every single month that allowed me to either to do extra things, learn more or save more. A few of like the best examples would probably be Airbnb in my student room when I was still living in the Netherlands. I just 
of renting it out, like sleeping on a mattress myself and renting the other mattress out as well and earning like 20 euro a night. True that, didn't do that uh, crazy amounts, but, but it was a nice, really easy way to just earn a bit of extra cash because Airbnb in terms of like time investment versus reward, like if you go crazy, you have to clean your place and rent out your entire apartment, like then it sometimes gets questionable if it's worth it in the end. But for my part, like the conversion between, you know, having a mattress and just renting the mattress out for, you know, a cheap place to, um, like that was really easy in terms of like hour versus what I get back, get back out of that. So I think that's a pretty cool and one as actually, well, a side hustle. Another one um, I actually started recently, which is called Match Betting. That's actually learned through that to one of our amazing episodes with uh, Foxy Monkey. And um, my amazing co-host, Armito, wrote a really cool series on this at, on Financially Mint. But yeah, anyway, I just started to play around with it and um, as a side hustle because like the reward versus our investment was kind of crazy. It was like, hey, let's give this a shot. Um, last two-ish weeks, three-ish weeks, I've been trying that out and like the claim that you can make 25 quid an hour, 25 pounds. That's actually completely true. And uh, just simply going through Oddsmonkey, copy-pasting what they're doing, it's been working for me. And that's actually kind of stunning. It's one of the easiest side hustles and money-making methods uh, I've found so far. And one of my like biggest side hustles would actually be playing video games, which sounds kind of insane. But uh, I've been playing a game for, well, the last 15 years pretty much nonstop. And I'm really into it. And through the crazy amount of gaming, I've become quite good at it. And I've started to earn a little bit of money through it. It's nothing crazy major, but yeah, that's always been constant. Like every single month, I earn a bit through that. And there are tournaments going on with like, you know, quite big uh, prize. Uh, prizes you can win I never win the biggest prizes but some and that's kind of cool that like through a hobby that sometimes becomes a bit of too much of like a life anyway I can earn actually actually some money from like an hour perspective it's actually way more than minimum wage per hour if you think about it what I win in prices so like then it's completely cool for me earning money through your hobby is always a good thing to go with and uh, lastly uh, one thing like I've been trying out the last months a lot is actually paid service and then don't start thinking about like swag bugs and stuff like that now and what i actually mean is like survey through like platforms that are like hey you know of our we want to interview for two hours straight on your experiences with our mobile plan platform or how did you experience the healthcare uh yeah practices of the uk in essence just you know in-depth interviews on a topic and they roughly pay like 70 80 euro like 60 70 quid or something like for two hours if you do that and i've done a couple of those and i found them really good because they're a good reward versus time uh and what i like about them is like you actually learn something and on top of that you get paid and tell it's just something you can kind of easily do in between and then lastly is actually online apps so I've been running like a whole host of different apps on my phone that like earn money through showing me ads and uh, all kinds of like ex experimental ways of using my phone to mine bitcoin yeah just like earning a bit of money through that that's also nothing crazy but I've noticed like cherry picking the best ones out of like all the online crazy apps i can probably get like 10 to 15 dollar a month out of that which yeah i mean like doesn't take any effort at all it's just done it runs and it's like a nice little extra side investment or extra thing i'm getting out of that and now i'm thinking of the side hustles i have to throw in a fairly big one our crazy podcast which is an insanely big time investment but doesn't make any money because obviously we do this because we love it but for me like you know it is a big time investment it's a hobby um and like what do i get out of in the, in the end besides the like whole crazy learning aspect um actually networking like i've really seen like this side also doesn't you know 
turn into crazy amounts of money, but in terms of meeting people, networking, like I've actually had a couple meetings last week, like when, while I was job hunting in London, through this, like straight out of the podcast, just meeting people and those people are referring me and getting invitations out of that, which is, I mean, you can't really put a number or a price tag on that, but that's nuts. Like that's all through this podcast. So I think that's also, you know, a valuable side hustle in that sense. Yeah, then lastly, like the whole investing part, like what I've been running the last years in terms of like stock trading, dividend growth, investing, etc. You can call that side hustling, but for me, you know, that's more like I will always do that and it's a bit of side hustle, but I don't really feel it like that. For me, it really side hustling is like, you know, airbnb uh, filling in a survey, doing this odd thing, consulting gigs. That feels like side hustling. So what a true definition of side hustling is, that's something my amazing co-host Arminta can probably answer better than I, than I. But yeah, that's my life and my brief breakdown of side hustling. And he takes on that, guys. I think it's interesting that you consider, for example, your investing part as a side hustle because normally people would say, yes, I'm doing my job and then, of course, I'm investing, but it's not really a side hustle. But when you say you aim for like 10 to 15 percent performance out of your investments, then, of course, you have to invest more time and then you really could consider this as, um, yeah, as, as, as a side hustle. So you're a casual hedge fund manager or something like that. It's actually funny that you say that because, yes, it's in that sense side hustle, but also something like uh, investing a crazy amount of time and researching stocks is simply not worth it. And like, you know, a side hustle has to make money in the end. Like actually, you know, either what you earn at your job or more. Otherwise, you know, you might as well just make more overall time at your job. And like what I found really cool actually with the investing part is just I follow a couple yeah, just big brand names on Seeking Alpha and other investing platforms that like advise do this, do that. And like I've really found from like a time reward perspective, that's actually the best way to pretty much go on with investing. Always check your DM research and no financial advices here, but I found it really profitable to just in some cases like markets I understood like quite well. I've either worked in or invested in the best. I haven't researched them recently and somebody gives a strong recommendation. Go on with that recommendation and see if it works. And if you do it 10 times in a row for years or 20 times and you actually make money out of it, then it's like, all right, hey, cool. I'm willing to give that a bet. In essence, it's kind of a little bit the same as odds. Monkey, but um, yeah, match betting. It's also literally, you copy pasting what other people tell you to do. But in the end, if you can make money like that, why not? Which is maybe a little bit um, careful and we'll see if it goes wrong. But yeah, that's my take on it. I feel like a lot of your titles aren't exactly scalable. Um, match betting, I've done it. And honestly, I got off it really quickly because I didn't feel it was scalable at all. And yeah, 25 pounds an hour is, is nice and easy to get started. But there are a lot of things that can earn you a lot more money, I think, in the long term. But I, I don't know. I, I don't have experience with this. Uh, I think the, the side hustle, although it's not making money at the moment, the podcast, um, in the future, it's something that maybe in, we'll see. I mean, honestly, we'll see. But um, I think that you, I, I also totally agree with you that uh, although it's not making any money, the network, the stuff we learn, it is literally priceless. It is changing our lives. It is building us skills. It is building us a network. So I'm very grateful to have this this side hustle too. But yeah, it was just a, a, a note. I was wondering if, Alvar, you, do you have any side hustles you're considering going full-time or, or you want to maybe scale them up a bit more? Or I don't know, what are your thoughts on my comment? Actually, you're, you're spot on with that one, Araminta. And that's also... Because like my side hustles have just pretty much been a way to generate some extra cash over the last years. And that's been 
the true purpose of it and like scaling them up to either full time or just, you know, go crazy worldwide and viral. That's not my goal at this very moment with them. It's just simply get some extra cash out of them to either save, uh, have fun and go through that. Like that's the goal of them. It is. And like another one I actually didn't mention yet, but for example, I develop WordPress websites, which is from a time perspective, a really not efficient way to earn money, but I get a lot of joy out of it. So it's it's something that I don't think I want to go full-time with any of them anytime soon. And I really see them like my investing component is the one I'm going to live on in the end and the side hustle one, even if I financially independent and I live in Thailand and on the beach and I'll do 20 hours of side hustle, then I'll do it because I want to, not to make extra cash. Like that's kind of the philosophy behind it. Interesting. And Arminta, you also have a strong history of side hustling. Can you dive a little bit into your side hustles? What can you be learned from it? That's interesting. I uh, I am completely the opposite from Alvar in terms of my philosophy, uh, but I started the same way. I started quite young because I was was living in the middle of nowhere, just outside uh, Barcelona, and we weren't doing very well financially, and I really wanted to make more money, but there, it was impossible to find a job because I was young and there was like, yeah, impossible, right? We're in Spain, it's a crisis, blah, blah, blah. So I turned online and uh, I started looking for gigs. I started looking, you know, typical how to make money online in Google, stuff like that, trying to um, trying to see what I could really do. And I started with Upwork. Uh, a lot of people probably have heard of that. It used to be Elan, uh, and I started with Elan just looking for gigs. I thought I was not bad at writing. I kind of enjoyed writing. So I just looked around for gigs and I found this, uh, a few people. Uh, at the time, it was kind of easier to find, you know, people who are willing to pay you. And I found, for example, these uh, this Chinese company who wanted people writing Minecraft short stories. And I was a huge fan of Minecraft back in those days. And I was like, yes, amazing. And I was getting paid a lame um, 40, I think it was 40 euros for 4,000 words, which is just horrible. Like that's the worst time uh, versus pay, whatever you want to call it, like uh, hourly pay ever. Anyway, I was young, so I was like finally making money. I was pretty happy. And, and I was also uh, using Fiverr. Oh yeah. And I was also teaching English and, and Spanish online. I was pretending that I was like 21 <laughs> and uh, I would give them like Skype videos and, and look up lesson plans online. And then I would give them, uh, I would give them classes and I was getting paid a really bad like five dollars an hour which is yeah very bad hourly pay but I was like whatever I'm earning money and then uh, as uh, what I but the good thing about those tiny little side hustles was that I was gaining a lot of skills right I was practicing a lot of my writing and I was teaching English and Spanish so I was really improving like my whole empathy because when you're teaching you need to learn to put yourself in the perspective of the students so I was practicing that skill too so I was just doing a, a few of those uh, and I continued on from let's just say 16 till 18 and then after that I was in the UK and so I did some matched betting so that's why it was it was interesting to hear Alvar's take on that uh, and then I started started uh, Financially Mint and I started even an e-commerce site, which I did make a few sales, which was exciting. But then eventually with uh, all these uh, side hustles that I was doing, I realized that I really, I was sick of putting effort into things that weren't scalable, that weren't building any skills, weren't building me any skills. And I wanted to focus more of my time and energy into something that I believed in and that I felt would succeed in the future. So I put a lot of time and energy into Financially Mint, which ironically still doesn't make me any money. And <laughs> But I quit like matched betting. I quit writing for $10 per two hours. You know, I, I quit getting paid bad hourly rates. 
uh, and I focused all my energy into something I felt would succeed. And eventually one thing did succeed, which was my virtual assistant work, because I was putting so much energy into Financially Mint, the blog, that I was learning, you know, a lot about digital marketing. So um, those skills were sellable. I started, you know, doing a lot of virtual assistant work, freelancing, writing on the side, and I continued. And it's still what I do right now, you know, a few years later, I'm still writing. So it, it really, I'm really grateful that at that young age, I started writing and those like five years of a lot of writing, it's it's what built my skills. The other thing is also investing, like Alvar. I that is kind of a side hustle because I do put money into it and it gives me a, a nice little return. And then um as I said before, scalable stuff and building skills. I read a lot of books. I feel, I don't know if you would call that a side hustle, but I think the stuff that I learn in some of these books is life-changing and it's definitely what has brought me to where I am now. So in a way, they have earned me money. I don't know. I couldn't put a number to it, like you say, Alvar, but these these um, skill-building uh, activities are really what give me the biggest return. So it's funny to see from Alvar's point of view, he has very different... Uh, approach and mine is more like build your skills and are you still pretending to be 21 <laughs> i i don't do i don't teach english and spanish anymore i i was doing a gap year where i was in china and i was teaching spanish uh, sorry english and and i ended up hating it i'm very sad to say i just i had done quite a lot of it and i had to pretend to be 21 there And I had to pretend to have a degree there, which was even worse because I didn't. Uh, and I did that for like six months. And after that, I was like, you know what, I'm done. And after that, I haven't done any more teaching. Were you actually like physically in China or was this all over Skype? Oh, I was in China. I was in China. Oh, holy. I, told, I thought you knew this. No, oh, Armin, you're insane in terms of life. That's awesome. <laughs> Matthias, yes. you know I've been to China, right? Yeah, I, I know that. And okay, you experienced uh, more than other people in their 70s. Yeah, I was very lucky. I mean, first yeah, of all, yeah, my yeah. parents were very supportive. They weren't like, you should go to university. They were like, oh, China, go. So they helped me and they, they gave me a bit of capital. And then I, I was able to pay it all back because I was earning really good money there. They were yeah, paying yeah, really yeah. high wages. Yeah, so I was in China working and studying. and uh, But that's last time I ever taught English because I was so done with it. Okay, and um, the only thing I could remember, um, as you mentioned, China was that you had a cultural shock and they were always spitting on the ground. <laughs> yeah, <That's it. laughs> amazing place. I loved it. I yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. amazing. Arminta, you mentioned a lot of different uh, side hustles and you said um, some were not successful. Um, I can give you a quote if you want, if you mm -hmm. want, might want to take it. It's... Uh, The difference between successful and unsuccessful people is the other ones had more shots or they tried more often. They had they didn't stop. They just said, okay, it doesn't work. I take the next one. Let's let's try this and maybe it works out. Yeah, that's true. But I don't know. Is that true? Because a lot of people say, don't give up and keep working. Uh, if you believe in it, keep working and eventually it'll work out. So which one do I listen to? Oh, that's that's nonsense. I will not use any wrong vocabulary, but in the sense of like at a certain point, you know, say you try something for five years or whatever, it doesn't work. Not everything will work if you believe in it, try to succeed, love it, or it's really? your passion. That's, that's depressing. But that's simply a process. Like I feel like, you know, say you love something like crazy. And actually meant Oh, <laughs> no, but in the end, you know, say you throw all your, you pour your heart, your energy, everything into something all good. But 
sometimes, you know, like you learn at a certain point, it just doesn't make sense from like a time love reward perspective to go on. And then you've learned something by trying like crazy, but the actual side hustle, I mean, didn't make money or either fail like in terms mm-hmm. of that. So no, I don't think you should always go on. You should That's sometimes true. also know when to stop, like when it doesn't but, make sense anymore. But I say, yes, I think that it's also yes. important, as you said yourself, Alvar, to look at the right metrics. So for example, Financially Mint, my blog, I have put so much energy and time and blood and tears into it. It's a joke. And it hasn't given me any money, but it has given me a job. It has given me you guys. It has given me financial independence community. It has given me a podcast. It has given me like hope and life and happiness. And so, design skills. Design skills, skills. Something to show off to potential employers. So if I look at those metrics and I'm like, it was totally worth it. But if I look at just money, then it wasn't. Last question. Yes. Um, you mentioned the scalability is important mm-hmm. for you uh, when side hustling. Um, what have you learned from it? What are you um, aiming for for future side hustles? Also, you want to do you want to um, implement the scalability? So a bit like uh, one of our episodes, we interviewed Benjamin from Germany. He's amazing, and he does a lot of automation into his businesses to scale them. Uh, And I find that extremely inspiring and I'd love to do that. So what I mean by scaling is something that basically can grow bigger. So for example, the the, the blog, I can get, uh, I can hire, if it eventually makes money, right? I can hire uh, virtual assistants to do all the small stuff. And then then slowly I scale it up to um, hire more people. And then that return in return brings more profit. And then this keeps on growing until it becomes like a huge business. So I'm always looking like, for example, an hourly rate, uh, Uh, that's not really scalable because that's always going to be, you're always going to be earning the same amount per hour. But the minute you separate hour from money, uh, then you can build something that scales. So that's what I'm really looking for. Um, Matthias, can you tell us a bit what are your side hustles and what is your perspective on earning money on the side in general? A lot of things you mentioned, I also tried. For example, Alva mentioned this phone farm. It's completely ridiculous. And I mean, it's a waste of time. So in the 90s, there was also a thing where you can have advertising in in your computer and you get some uh, money watching this, like one cent. And you can also uh, get more pe- other people to install this program and you get more cent, like a snowball effect. And I also tried these things, but they are kind of annoying and they are wasting your, your headspace, I would say. So not to judge. Yeah, and I also tried, um, I mentioned that he test, was testing products. Uh, I also did when I was a student, I... For example, I was uh, Wall Street Online. It's a German finance portal, and they um, they wanted people to test their their new website. And so I was there and tested and learned a lot about these people. They actually w- have been in the same building uh, where I worked um, at that time. And yeah, I got 50 euros, uh, and it was really nice. And I also, for example, did some psychological tests and yeah surveys, and also got uh, 50 bucks. So. Um, Yeah, what I'm doing right now is, for example, also investing. I also aim for more than 7% and I really like to research companies, strategies and yeah, I also get, gain a lot of knowledge about economy. But um, as I mentioned, I also follow for some strategies. I follow other people because I have some other things to do, for example, baby day job. It's very smart if it's not too expensive or if you get the strategy for free to just copy it and learn something along the way and make some profits. 
it's obviously cool to subscribe to somebody and copy paste their investment advice, but that only works if you have a semi-substantial sum to invest with because with a thousand euro, you know, you're not going to pay a 20 euro subscription fee to invest a thousand and like that doesn't make sense unless you take crazy risks. Yeah, that's important that you mention this because kind it's a part of the transaction costs. And if you invest with thousand euros and you pay like 50 euros a month, but only make like 10%, then it might not be worth it. But if you use like 50,000 and follower strategy, that makes you one, two, three percent more. You can also afford maybe paying 30, 50 euros. Yes, but you still have to have some knowledge about the economy and shouldn't just copy paste. You should also understand what you're, what you're doing. So yeah, so that's what I'm doing. I'm following one like newsletter. And um, so yeah, currently it works quite well and I learned a lot because um, they all always have to say why they do that and they have to explain. So that's uh, really um, good insights. Yeah, and another simple side hustle is maybe just that I sell my useless stuff. Even better that I ask my girlfriend to sell my useless stuff. Sometimes she wants to share, but that's fine because it's also kind of time-killing uh, hobby to go to eBay and to negotiate and stuff like that. But in the end, you have also... Yeah, minimal life because your stuff is in the cloud, in the stuff cloud, um, as Oliver from frugalist.de says. Then did I mention that I have a flat in another town of Germany and that I rent it out currently to other people and I have some cut that I make in between? I think you've mentioned it probably. That's pretty cool. I'm always, I was thinking about, um, yeah, canceling or yeah. Um, canceling the flat. What is canceling? You've been selling. Terminating. Um, yeah, not selling. It's uh, it's a rent. Oh, you're subletting. Oh, I see. Yeah, remember you told me. Cool. Yeah. I'm subletting. That's the correct yes. word. Yes, you're subletting. <laughs> yes. So I'm subletting this flat, and I was thinking um, to kick out my <laughs> the, the people who live in the flat. But I, honestly, they are quite nice, and they I don't if I kick them out, they they have to pay more for another flat. So uh, so I'm. Just leave it at that and Aww. get this small uh, amount of money every month. So that's really cool, I think. And then I also, for example, I organize these cash flow events. And we just said that we put there a little pick and people can put in some coins. Yeah. Before that, we just did it for free. But now people can give us a tip or a donation that we can off buy a new cash flow game or just recently we had a donut at McDonald's. <laughs> so that was, it's a small side hustle, I would say, but it's more for fun. And I also have a day job. Uh, I would also, there are some benefits or perks involved, I would say. And these, um, it's also kind of side hustle because you have to optimize that. For example, you can collect train bonus points and you can, uh, for example, if I'm traveling like 24 hours, I'm getting 24 euros per night. So if I just spend two euros and then I can collect 22 euros. So that's also kind of side hustle, um, but not really. Another thing is that you can, for example, uh, you, you can recommend new employees and you get a relatively good high uh, commission. If they um, employ these people, so that's also a side hustle. I, I referred uh, yeah, two people and yeah, it's, it's quite good, but you cannot, it's not a regular income, I would say. Yeah. So what else? Uh, podcast, you all mentioned this podcast. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a lot of work um, because, I mean, it's late. We're talking about side hustling. Um, no money is flowing. But recently, Arminta was visiting me um, and we had a nice time in Cologne. And yeah, it's really good to, um, yeah, to talk make to you. Make new friends. Every day or make new friends. Um, boom, boom. 
boom. Learn new words like nobody know, like boom. Um, like uh, different um, yeah, language um, for especially for older people to learn the God, language of the so younger. Old. Yes, uh, rec recently I, I'm impressed my boss with I was really? gaming language. <laughs> yeah, so it's really good to get to know to new people like my course. And another thing is that we podcast. Nobody's listening. Everybody is launching a, a podcast. <laughs> To make people listening to it, you need some skills in mm. digital marketing. And digital marketing, for example, is also um, important skill um, in the job market. Like there are new platforms like HubSpot, like uh, Microsoft CRM, like Salesforce, Pardot. And yeah, if you are able to do digital marketing, you probably also get an, a job somewhere yeah. else. So it's really interesting uh, for me. Um, I like marketing and I also like when people listening to our podcast and they find it online. Yeah, and you also always, like you said, um, you learn, you, you, you're not feeling like you're the only weird person on the planet because there are other like-minded people and you, yeah, you learn to ask the right questions about life, about finance. For example, um, I was, what I was doing with this finance is really um, quite inspiring for me to dive a little bit deeper in some topics and also be more strict with my goals and with my tracking and so on. So it's quite inspiring for me to hang out with um, yeah, like-minded people. And yeah, so that's it. Maybe I have to um, also admit that or not admit but to mention that I all for example for peer-to-peer -peer platforms you can get these affiliate commissions so sometimes when people ask where can I invest my money then I send them my <laughs> affiliate link nice. and I, I, I guess I made some 15 bucks with it oh, better than nothing <laughs> And last thing maybe to mention is that I tried to also to create a Shopify account or website, but then there was a huge project um, in my day job, so I couldn't couldn't make uh, or invest the time. So I stopped uh, halfway. So yeah, at least I, tr I learned a little bit about marketing and gave once again and so on. Mm. Uh, last remark, last remark, Armin, the last remark on side hustling um, is that If it takes too much time, then I now in my age, I won't do it. For example, filling in service, I won't do it. I would read a book. I would call my mother, um, but I'm, I would not for 10 cents fill out any yeah, surveys okay. anymore. I did that. It's waste uh, of time. I haven't, I don't have to so much time because uh, of family, traveling, job and so on. So um, I just want to ask you guys. Um, so for, for our listeners, What do you think would you recommend for someone who's who's getting started with um with who wants to start their side hustle? What are some cool resources that you would recommend for someone to, you know, get started, get some ideas? Do you have anything in mind? Important question that also people know where to start. One thing is you could, for example, what you did is just type um, how to make money online into Google. <laughs> yeah, you can do that. Literally me. Uh, for example, then you find, uh, you could write an ebook. Yeah, you write an ebook or copy an ebook. <laughs> you can take a German ebook, put the put text into deep L, like this translation thing, and you can create a French wow, ebook with then. the same content. <laughs> yeah, no, I know somebody who did it. And wh where did I um, found people who, who try these funny things? For example, in my cash flow uh, meetup or in the financial independence meetup Cologne, you meet all different types of people who try different things and they can tell you right away, does it work or not? Or how do you have to tweak mm -hmm. the strategy that it works? So go out, meet people, read books, watch videos on YouTube, um, type Google and just try things out, but not too long. Yeah, If it's not making money, yep. then skip it. Alvar, do you have any tips? What I really like is what Matthias like, 
kind of like describing, look around you, pick the brains of others, be critical in, in that sense. And like, I like that, but at the same time, I sometimes feel like, you know, sometimes you just want to get started. Sometimes you just, you know, want to type into Google, like, I'd heck, how do I make money? Where do I find this survey and earn my 10 cents an hour? But like, you know, realistically speaking, you know, say you just want to get started with a site. So you want to get something to do. Say, look around you. Like, we can all go online and go to our crazy, fancy Fiverr and Upwork platforms. Every single time I wanted to do a side hustle or there was something, you know, I just wanted to earn some money around me. There have always been people who had something available in terms of a gig. And that can be like moving a freaking couch up to designing a website that just came via via, like word of mouth. Is in the end, if you say, I want a side hustle and you roughly know where you're good at, like, I honestly think that's the easiest way to get started to get them. Look at your day job, for example. Say what you do there. Like, what part do you like enjoy like crazy? And see, is can I sell this in any commercial way? And ask your friends, like, hey, you know, can my writing skills or can my sales pitching, startup investing research skills be of any value to you? Just to to summarize, really, uh, and give a good picture to anyone that's listening of how they can get started. I'm copying this from Site Hustle Nation, an amazing uh, podcast and website that I love on how to start your site hustle. And it's American, but it still applies to Europe. And he, he has like a three-step process to finding your site hustle that I really like. And number one is find maybe some, like, you know, take a piece of paper and write in one column, what are the skills? What are some skills that you've got that you're really good at? Just, you don't have to love them, just skills that you're good at. And then in the second column, you say things that you love doing every day in your day-to-day. It could be, for example, reading books. It could be drawing. It could be could be doing exercise, you know, just hobbies of yours, stuff that you love doing. And then in the third column is network. So what is your network? What are Who are your friends? Who are friends that can help you out? Or do you have any mentors or someone in your family that can help you out? And so this three-step process is really interesting and it's and I think it's a great way to get started. You know, you start with, with uh, your skills and then your interests, really. So uh, what you enjoy doing every day and then your network and you try and find something that uh, links the three together and that's a great start. So SideHustleNation.com great resource to uh, guest title with side hustles all right guys we're slowly gonna wrap up now i hope you really enjoyed this side hustle episode we especially like did in crazy ways because it was really cool to hear this all and like get all the insights around and also kind of see it as interesting that the three-step plans and all the frameworks like they kind of like relate to like what we say ourselves in the end so that's all pretty cool so guys thank you very much for this and see you next time thank you guys for listening to this episode we hope you learned something new and enjoyed the show you can support us by doing this subscribing to your favorite podcast program and leaving us a review following us on instagram and twitter at financial independence europe sending us an email with questions and feedback we would love to hear from you all the mentioned articles books and cool resources can be found in the show notes at financial independence.eu thank you for listening and see you next time